Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, in a world of social media, in a world of accountability and transparency, where being a brand means so much more than the products and the comms that you put out, in a world of reputation, what are you guys doing to make sure you stay on top of that? And that is the issue that we're going to challenge today. And with me on this episode is Mr. Neil Gort, who specializes in reputation management with some of the world's biggest brands. Welcome, Neil. Hello. Welcome. So what an interesting topic. And before we dive into it, I'd just like to really for the listeners out there, position you. We know we talk about reputation. And let's put this into some context. So Neil, where did you come from? What is it you do to help businesses? Um, well, I actually have a background in in uh, design and um, I uh, went to design school and did a degree in graphic design of all things. Uh, but I came out and I set up a design studio, which I had for about 10 years. And halfway through that, that 10 year period, this was sort of in the, in the nineties, about 93, 94, started getting lots of requests for, from clients talking about, you know, the kind of the image of an organization, but actually how does that link to the behavior of an organization as well? And of course, out of that came up the whole brand question and, uh, and ever since I think the 90s, we've really talked about brands, not only in the sense of washing powder, but organizations. And, and over, you know, you know where, wherever we are now, but, you know, probably a, nearly a 30-year period now, I've been working in brand and, and brand has changed in, in a lot of ways uh, into reputation, which is a strange thing to say, but um, they're, they're quite different things, if you like. Uh, a brand is something that you can manage. Uh, you can manage your image. You can you can manage what you say and what you don't say. You can manage the things that add, take away from your brand through services and products and the way they perform or not. But actually, your reputation you can't manage at all. Your reputation is something that somebody says about you when you when you when your back's turned, if you like. So they're quite different things. And today, uh, you know, for the past ten years, I've I've really been working as a management consultant. Uh, as you say, I work right around the world, all sorts of different organizations, a, a, a lot in international development, but helping organizations think about their reputation. And that's really, really interesting. I mean, I love the distinction you made there between brand and reputation. And it's it's something that a lot of people struggle with. You know, when we think about whether it's small business or giant, giant, giant business, everyone actually has the same problem these days, don't they? They do, and 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 you know, and it's it, it, what's really interesting about it. I think is is that you, I often talk to my clients now about the death of brand in a way, because brand, you know, people are cynical about brand uh, in a sense. They know when the you, you know when image is bigger than the the actual substance, uh, that the thing that you're delivering, and 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 brand is is something that people understand is is manufactured in a sense and to create an impression in your mind and the ability for people to quickly 
identify when they're being duped, when they're seeing something where the image is more powerful or, you know, the spin around it, if you like, is more powerful than actually the thing that's being delivered. People are onto that. And not only are they onto that, because because of the way we're all connected and joined up now in today's world, they're very, it's very quick. It's very, um, you, you know, you can very, very quickly share your thoughts about about an organization or, or a brand, if you like. So reputation actually is far more important now than brand, brand is. And um, to such an extent, I think that, I, you know, there's a lot of surveys, actually, if you, if you go and have a look on, on the net and have a look at surveys, go and have a look at reputation and how important it is, you will see that CEOs of major organizations today, they view reputation as one of the most important, if not the most important thing uh, that they have to deal with. And you actually see what I do for a living is actually those CEOs that don't understand that uh, and, and need to understand that, I suppose. What I do is I help them sort of create strategies that build the best reputation for them based on the truth. Um, that's, that's really good. interesting, the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, that, that's the point. And, and that's why... You know, there's a lot of cynicism uh, around brand, if you like. The thing about reputation is, is that it does have to be based on the truth. And uh, and that makes me feel good about what I do. Um, you know, when back in the late 1990s and early 2000s, I was dealing with brands like Merrill Lynch and Standard Chartered Bank, you know, banking area and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of brand expertise applied to those organizations, a lot of smoke and mirrors, if you like. Today, um, a lot of what, what I do is actually sit down with clients and we set out to do to help position these clients for the future and it has to be based on the truth or else it won't be sustainable. People will take it apart. You know, they will find out and the more and more the world becomes transparent, the more and more people understand the kind of power they've got to demand that corporates behave and perform as they're meant to perform, the more and more reputation and, and uh, is going to be important, and the more and more it's going to have to be based on the truth, or else you're going to be you know, in for a very, very short ride indeed. So it's a good thing. Let's just pick up the, I guess, pick up the thread from the perspective of a, a small to medium enterprise. And so people yeah. that are sat there on the coal face and perhaps thinking to themselves, well, look, reputation you know, much like brand used to be thought of reputation, you know, is this really for me? Do I need to worry about that? And in your experience, is it something that everyone needs to consider? It really, you know, it, I, I, I uh, you know, I run kind of quite a modern consultancy. Uh, there's myself, I, I, my name's over the door, if you like, and then I have associates. So I am a micro business. I work right around the world. Uh, you know, in the Middle East, Africa, all over the world. So very, very tiny firm, uh, but kind of quite a sizable footprint, if you like. Uh, small businesses, if you're the local butcher baker or candlestick maker, your reputation is important to you, just as important it is to you as it is to BP. You know, if you pour oil all over the lovely Mexican Gulf, expect to have a bad, bad reputation. If you uh, don't deliver the bread, Every day, as it's meant to be, with a smile on your face and all of that kind of thing, expect to have you know less than a positive reputation. And and the, the point about reputation is is that people can vote with their feet. So uh, you know, I don't want to go and work for 
for BP because I don't want to work for an oil company. It's me voting with my feet if I'm a recent graduate with choices. Uh, similarly, I won't come and buy your bread. Um, and so it's uh, it, it affects the bottom line. It doesn't matter what size of organization you are or whether you're just an individual. Um, yeah. That's really, really, really interesting. And love the analogies that you made there. And I think everyone can relate to that no matter where you are in business. And I just want to talk about kind of, I guess, the current situation, you know, the, the companies that you are working with. And you mentioned that some CEOs and some business people get this and some don't. What is that marketplace like? How is that shifting? Are people really starting to come on board and say, well, look, guys, we do need to pick up on this? Uh, that's a fantastic question, a really, really good question. And I think that actually a lot of it's down to, um, well, you and Mark, you'll know, Mark, you talked earlier about saying you were uh, of a similar background in marketing and stuff. You, you know, you get some people within organizations, usually within the communications department, that really understand, well, they understand brand and they understand communications. And you get some CEOs and some leaders who are, quite charismatic they are not only very smart but they also have you know those i hate jargon but that kind of eq stuff as well that kind of emotional uh, you know they're, they're human beings if you like and and they pick up on this stuff kind of quite quickly but you know the truth is the vast majority of leaders in organizations they become leaders of organizations because they're a safe bet they're a safe pair of hands and they're quite logical people so they tend to sort of measure things and monitor things and they take very controlled risks. And it's not so much about leadership, it's more about management. And this is simplifying things greatly. But in, in my experience, um, you know, what I've seen and kind of just kind of uh, come to the conclusion, if you like, but there are basically two kinds of strategies. There's a strategy that says for an organization, which is all about efficiency and about making money, if you like, and trying to extract as much out of as little as you possibly can. So, um, you know, somebody was telling me about a hotel minibar the other day, and I just thought that's very clever. What's the point of having one? They cost a lot of money. You've got to service them. You don't make much money out of them. Da, 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 da. There's all sorts of reasons why not to have a minibar. But then there's people who say, well, there's a reason to have a minibar because it actually gives, you know, the, the hotel guest happiness in some way. It makes their stay better. Um but it's not an economic reason. And I think that people who really, uh, the kinds of people that really understand reputation, they kind of understand that we make decisions as human beings based on both logic, logical reasons and also emotional reasons. And a lot of reputation is about what you feel about things, not just what you think about things. And I think those guys are the guys who really get it. And, I, and I'd say that, you know, there's not an awful lot of people do. People are cynical about that sort of stuff. Immediately they think, well, hang on, I can't get hold of that. It's an intangible thing. When you say it has an effect on the bottom line, show me the figures. And, uh, you know, there's there's no real standardization for measuring the impact of, of reputation. There is a bit about brand, uh, but some of that conflicts. So there's all sorts of uh, uh you know, sort of moving parts when you talk about reputation and convincing a manager of a business of any size, small, medium or large, that their reputation is important. If they then turn around to you and say, well, prove it fiscally, you know, you're into all sorts of things. But there are lots of ways of, of, of getting those people to understand why it's important. 
Yeah, that's really, really interesting, actually. So when you consider marketing, you know, we're talking about reputation here, but just to take it back a step, thinking about marketing, thinking about branding, and now thinking about reputation, introducing that into the mix. In your experience, are all these things now becoming so tightly ingrained that it's less about them individually as components of a business and more about the overall culture of service and value to the customers? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the point is, you know, again, it's a really good question um, or a good observation, I should say. It is all becoming one thing. And, and that's what's kind of remarkable in a sense. You know, we um, I think that for many years, big organizations of you know, paid management consultancies, those big famous four uh, management consultancies come up with particular things. But, you know, the all this stuff that you talked about there, uh, staff, culture, uh, the, the way that organizations do things, the way that they measure performance, the whole culture of an organization is linked to the way the, the organization communicates and also what it does and what it will do and what it won't do. And it is all one big thing. So, you know, I, I, I've got a fantastic job and I, and, I, and I feel very lucky in what I do because whereas, you know, 20 years ago, a little bit more than 20 years ago, I was going into a company and saying, uh, here's your new logo. This is the look and feel of your organization. This is what, you know, we think is going to work for you. What I'm now doing is uh, helping organizations understand not only their image, uh, which is very important still for all sorts of reasons, but also how that image has to be backed up by behavior that aligns with it, that actually, you know, delivers on on what your you know fantastic menu is the food as good kind of thing and performance as well. So you know, advising uh, clients today about well, you know, you've got this sub brand or you've got this particular product or you've got this division or small company or other interest that you've got. How's that adding to your or is it is it diluting your uh, your reputation in some way? So they are all absolutely connected and the very best clients in my mind um, are those clients that kind of understand the big picture they understand that it's all connected they understand that reputation management can be the strategy and that if you build your reputation around uh, a single organizing idea if you like an idea some people talk about an essence or a core purpose or whatever it might be but if you can build it around a, a single organizing idea which in some way builds uh is positive will build a positive reputation and align everything with that whilst it's not perfect and nothing ever is you know you can go a whole long way to engage people and uh you know both inside your organization but outside customers and and other key stakeholders like the media for instance or bloggers or people that run shows like yours mark that's so important, the idea of tying everything together, isn't it? And it's, it's one of the things I wanted to pick up on there that you just led so beautifully into is actually that internal impact because we all, we all see the effect of an internal culture shift. And actually, as an employee sat there, maybe turning up to work, feeling perhaps a little undervalued, perhaps just feeling that actually the decisions that I make in the business really don't affect anything. Suddenly, surely, if you're working together as a unit on building the reputation of a business, that can only have a positive impact on the specific people working in, within that company, can't it? Absolutely, definitely. And I, and I know it sounds 
it sounds jargony, doesn't it? And it sounds kind of like, yeah, yeah, perfect world. But it's true. And, I, you know, I can, I, I, I suppose, you know, I'm not that old, but I'm kind of early 50s, if you like, you know. But I've been into lots of companies. I've been into the reception area of companies. And, and it is absolutely true that beside, we do very, very rigorous research. As I said, when, when we are helping an organization, a lot of it's about doing the homework and doing it really well and really understanding all the moving parts, often complex. But when you work in, when you walk into uh, an organization like I do for the very first time, you can, you can almost feel it, whether, you know, almost the very first conversation, the environment, the atmosphere, you can feel where you're dealing with an organization where people are happy to be there and there's kind of some sort of united spirit about it or whether you're actually dealing with somebody who, you know, for the sake of a better word, is, you know, job's worth. I'm just sat here. I'm just doing my job. I don't really understand what role I play within the organization. I don't really contribute to the organization in any way. I'm just doing my job. And that person might be very good at their job. But the best organizations are without doubt in my mind, and I think, it, and I think it's proven if you look at the world's best organizations, are those organizations where – you know, pretty much everybody has got some, a kind of clear line of sight between what they're doing and what the organization's trying to do. And that's why I like working in international development. You know, they are kind of disorganized quite often. They do do everything by committee and everything. But there is a very clear understanding what they're in the business of doing and how each and every one of them contributes to that and for a positive reason. And I, And I think that... Those organizations, you know, Google's a classic case and everybody points at Google and the Google model, but they've got it right. You know, Apple have. You, you know, it doesn't matter what size of business you are. Now I'm talking about the usual suspects here, but they are the models. Those are the companies that people want to work for. If you, if you think about ideals, what would they want to work for? They want to work for those companies because they're cool. And the, tru- and the truth is... Uh, there's a lot of those kinds of companies that don't get the same exposure, but there's a lot of cool companies. And what makes them cool is that everybody feels a part of it. You know, there's a buzz. Pe- people, it's still hard work. It's not perfect. There are disaffected people in all organizations. But, but you know, it is possible for people who run businesses to create a culture that everybody feels a part of, and that everybody understands what their what what their part is in, in making it go forwards, and that's what I do for a living. That's what I help or try and help organisations do, and and the way that we do that is actually because you know if you look at Google, it started from scratch. Apple the same. So we're trying to put into an organisation that might have been around for a hundred years, change its culture. That's a big job. It takes years. It's you know, but the way we do it from the beginning is getting as many people in that organization involved in creating the strategy in the first place. So they, they're buying into something that they've helped create. It, it builds pride and, it, 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 you know, people feel uh, recognized uh, for, for their role in doing that. And if you've got good leadership and good internal communications, you can go a long way. I think that's vital, the internal buy-in. You know, when we work on rebrand projects and, you know, the visual identity side of things at the agency, it's it's something that we always strive to do and, you know, try and get people involved, the people that are going to be working with this day in, day out, you know, reception right up to CEO level. Let's get them all in a room because without them all, the brand just can't do what it needs to do. And likewise, the reputation management can't do what it needs to do. And 
just moving on from that, I think they're fantastic points. I think there's so much value already. But Neil, I know you've you've got so much experience and so much knowledge on this subject. And I want you to just pick out the three actionable tips for people out there listening that might be thinking, look, okay, I want to embrace this kind of culture. How can they really get started with starting to manage that reputation? Yeah, big question. And uh, three is, uh, I, I, I can do that. I, I, the, the, the big thing for me, uh, more than anything, is first, you know, I, I'd sort of say just just maybe, do, maybe you know, just in your, in your own time, if you like, just actually do sit back and think about reputation and uh, – and I, and I would say, you know, just even as an individual, you know, if you're kind of listening to this and you think, well, how does reputation play a role? Just think of all the negative, positive or neutral things that can be sort of leveled at your organization. I think just doing that in the first instance will get you to understand that reputation is important. I'm biased, but I think that it is absolutely the most important thing. Um, so I would do that in the first instance and then, and I'm not plugging myself here, or maybe I am, or maybe I'm <laughs> plugging people like me, but I think the next thing then is find somebody independent who you trust, you know, go and, and, and sit down with somebody who you trust, um, who knows what they're doing, who can go out and find out the truth about your organization and what its reputation actually is. And it, that's not a negative thing that, you know, that involves doing all sorts of different things, workshops and interviews and, or, uh, you know, uh, looking at your competitors, all that kind of stuff. Good, good homework. But it's not just to find out, you know, what your reputation is, but it's to find out with your reputation where you could go and ha actually how you can engage people. So that'd be the second thing I'd do. Uh, Go and find somebody independent to help you. And then the third thing I, I would do is understand that if you're um, going to embark on this, that it's not something that happens over just a couple of months. You know, I, I talk about this thing called the strategic glow, and, it, and it's a fantastic moment. It's when you have done all your homework and then you go back and you sit down with uh, the CEO and he's and – he's, um, executive team or whoever it might be and and then you go and actually do this with staff and you do launches and things and you and you say we've done all this homework and this is what we come up with and and hopefully it's always something that people go wow that's amazing you know what an amazing company that would be um and we're going to be part of that it's fantastic and, and i call that strategic glow and everybody feels very happy but but unless you have a program or a commitment to reputation unless you've put in the right kind of management structure if you like and so unless you put in the effort and you put in the time and unless you are persistent with this it will just fade away over some time so a lot of my clients I've been working with for, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten years now, put in programs a long time ago. They're still running those programs. They drive innovation. They drive, uh, you know, individual staff performance, if you like. But they drive a culture of an organization. But it absolutely takes time. So that would be my final tip. You know, he's kind of realized that nobody's got a magic wand. And, and, and just be sure that you are talking about reputation here and not brand. I think that's the last thing to say. 
I love that. And, you know, that's a real roadmap for getting started as well. There's so much value in that. And, and guys, if you sat there listening as invariably, you know, I would be sat there thinking, well, you know, his reputation for me, do I need to worry about that? Of course you do, because if you aren't, someone else will. And I think that is a fantastic episode. So Neil, thank you so much, sir. Just tell the guys listening where they can connect with you online. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize you were going to ask me that, but that's uh, fine. <laughs> uh, so it's dead easy. So it's neilgaught.com. So it's my name, N-E-I-L-G-A-U-G-H-T.com. Super stuff. Neil, that's been a real pleasure. So thank you once again. And guys, for everyone listening out there, everything that we've discussed, all of the show notes, and of course, links to Neil online will be available at excellence-expected.com. And don't forget, whilst you're over there, you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. Until next time, don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.